0: Welcome to the Manor.
1: Welcome back to the Twin Terror's macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and
0: Mayhem. I'm Jody. And I'm James, trying to imitate Jody's spooky voice. (laughs) Ah, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) I I might need some luck to imitate your voice, but it ain't good. (laughs) (laughs) So, I, I was telling Jody before we get to the main thing that I had something else to to bring up, real super quick. Uh huh. Yes. And please do. And that's that we. Uh, woo. Um. So when we're talking about The Exorcist, Jody mentioned the Pope's Exorcist, and I hadn't seen it, but we just watched it the other day. And what did you think? And started off. It seemed like a huge rip off of The Exorcist, but not as good right but got got better they, they they brought in the inquisition yeah which i didn't expect <laughs> i see what you did there <laughs> funny and true did not expect that um but, but no i, I like that i thought it was pretty good i you know I, I was amazed both uh nope that's a spoiler um okay well, yeah, I'll say just come out i did enjoy year. it but my... yeah so yes <laughs> spoilers um I, I enjoy it. I, I thought though the musical number was the best. The musical number. The Inquisition. <laughs> let's begin. The Inquisition. Look out, sin. Oh, okay. We have a that musical to number. convert the Jews. Do what? That musical number. That musical number. Yeah. Juju <laughs> ju. Okay, maybe I was a different Inquisition. <laughs> anyway, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was. I, I, um,
1: I think when we watched it, I think Rebecca enjoyed it more than I did, but I I, I was entertained. <laughs> I got that reference. Because, <laughs> you know, Russell Crowe stars in it.
0: Are you not entertained? Yeah. Uh, <sighs> I will say I didn't find it very scary. No, no. Like I, I didn't jump once. And the, like the regular exorcist, I would be able to sleep with the lights off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but do you, you want to tell them what we're talking about? Or do you want to tell me what you're drinking? Um, I am...
1: I I am drinking uh, one of the cans of slasher three that you gave me from Scarlet Lane Brewing.
0: Ooh, how do you like it?
1: I like it. I like it. it's different. I wasn't really expecting it's, it's um, it really does have it's, it's uh, let's see what it says Ray, roasted pumpkin seed ale with lactose, caramel and cinnamon. And I'm not tasting the cinnamon so much, but definitely the lactose and the caramel, and that's a different experience.
0: It's good, yeah, though. I never, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's, no, it's good. It's a, it's a little older, but I never tasted the cinnamon, even when it was fresh. It's kind of like a, um, a candy corn flavor to me with the caramel and stuff. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm glad you like it. It's only four percent too, I think. So you can have a few of them and not well, be shit faced.
1: And that—that's why I started with this one. Um, that's because we you, we, you, we were discussing which episode we were going to record first, and I went with the one that was going to be the lower beer,
0: even though the other one's not that much higher. Mm, smart. <laughs> and uh, and I'm just having a Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Nice. I do I have... be having a Scarlet Lane Oktoberfest, but. They haven't canned it yet. They'll can it next week. So maybe <laughs> a soon episode. Okay, cool. All right. So, so that, that's a, you know, my beer. I mean, it's, yeah. it's good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I've got... Um, what are we talking about? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, the uh, um, the same adam Seasonal Pack. It's a, the Oktoberfest was in that, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, that's the, what I got. The, yeah. the Flannel Fest and all that. Yeah. that's. I got that too, so...
0: I know. I can tell by the beers put on the app that shall not be named. (laughs) Good point. That's what Harrison Ford has. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) welcome to another spooky episode. What are we talking about this time? We
1: are talking about, for the 101st anniversary of... (laughs) because we missed it last year whoops <laughs> um released in 1922 the same year as Nosferatu which we did talk about last year
0: no Nosferatu <laughs> uh
1: the danish film Hexen or Hexen
0: I don't know Hexen to own my hamburger <laughs> that's that's not what it is <laughs> it is that how it's pronounced Hexen that's close.
1: Hexen is, is right out. It's got the umlauts. It, yes, yes, it's got the umlauts. I um, I, I watched it with uh, commentary from a film historian, and that's pretty much how he was pronouncing it, was Hexen. Yeah, cool. I'm, I'm sure that's as close as we're going to get it without being able to speak German or Danish fluently.
0: I, I'm going to forget what I was going to say. So, yes. <laughs> old commandant Uh, okay. <laughs> Raise your right hand. I said your right hand. <laughs> anyway. It's yeah. so, so what's this, what's this Hexen movie about on its 101st anniversary?
1: Well, it is, um, it's a film about witches and witchcraft. Uh, it's almost kind of like a documentary, although, um, I guess so uh, most of my notes came out of the commentary, uh, which was, like I said, film historian Casper Tyberg. So he, he was talking about it's in 19 by 1922, they really didn't have documentaries as a film style. Um, and this is not. It's kind of like what would become documentaries, because it's kind of in that style, but in a documentary, you wouldn't have people acting out the scenes like they would in a narrative film. And that's what it was for most of the movie. Yeah,
0: it's, it's based on research that mm-hmm. uh Benjamin Christensen did and Yes. And in actual from real life, I feel like the the uh um Hammer, the um the, the Marius Malafeticum. Um uh-huh. You know the actual books about how to how to kill witches and destroy witches and find witches and stuff and and so you know it it's a real thing but yeah I loved it I loved how they do real life documentary things but acted out the scenes and made it quite um, outlandish and and awesome and spooky and creepy and naked witches. Yeah, Although well, they didn't really show anything, but yeah, you could tell
1: they were na- naked. Well yeah it's not
0: porn no
1: although they were making that at the same time so interesting if there's a form of art there's a form of pornography that goes with it
0: (laughs) uh what is that rule 34 yeah
1: yeah (laughs) yeah we've created a new form of art and there's the porn (laughs) that lasted a while (laughs) But yeah, no, it was it was uh, written and directed by uh, uh, Benjamin Christensen, or I think uh, Benjamin, I think was how Ty Bjerg was pronouncing it. Um, uh, probably, been, you know. Yeah, it's uh, the film is divided into seven sections,
0: uh, which actually corresponded to the number of reels for the film. I didn't know the number of reels. I knew there were parts, and I saw the parts go together, so that makes sense. Yeah. It's it's similar to what we think of as educational films, though, too, not just
1: documentaries, because the the first section and some of the last section, it was like uh, you'd have, like, pictures, and they'd be using a pointer to point things out on them. Or they had a, a set of, like, a village, and then they had, like, cutouts of stars that were hanging down from the ceiling. And they were, uh, they used that for illustrative purposes. And again, they had a pointer that they
0: would uh, put through the thing. Very educational. Yeah. Listen up, class. See this? this is the pointer. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where I'm going with that. I'm actually even there's sober. Its... I think that's my problem. I think I need to finish a beer real quick. So. <laughs> and, and there's its sister. I, I wish I knew any of their songs, but like, I know them when they come on, but I... <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I did get the reference. <laughs> the only one I can think of is
1: I'm so excited. Wasn't that one of theirs? Sure. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is. Jump. Jump. Boom. Ooh, neutron dance. Oh yeah. Yeah. Neutron dance. Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. That's. I remember that. Yeah. I'm just doing the neutron. Yeah. 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 Okay.
1: Back on subject. <laughs> on target (laughs) yeah um so yeah so the, the the writer and director um uh benjamin christensen um he was he was already interested in doing a project on witches prior to making the film he had made some other films had come to the u.s i think it was around 1914 1916 something like that he had he had done a film called blind justice he brought it to the U.S. and he did a screening at Sing Sing prison. Um, and I was going to look this up. I did not get a chance to look up the warden's name at the prison during this time period, but the the warden was progressive, and he had this idea that criminals should be rehabilitated, not punished. <laughs>
0: Right. You mean they should be able to do something when they get out to be beneficial members of society? Yeah. Not be punished for all their life so they have to keep turning back to criminality? Right.
1: Yeah. Well, and and to find the reason behind why they were doing criminal activity and and help them to work through it so that they would stop, you know. So hey, they got to be friends, and Christensen really liked this approach. And he applied it to this project he wanted to do on
0: on witches. And that's uh, how the movie came about. Oh, cool. To make it actually like show witches may not be so like what people thought.
1: Right. Yeah. He didn't get to start filming it until 1919. During World War One, he had to sell his studio because the international market for films had collapsed because of the war. Damn you, Franz
0: Ferdinand. Yeah, it wasn't him. It was the guy that shot him. We shouldn't have pissed him off. And I was actually making fun of the band.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a band or was a band. Anyway. (laughs) So anyway, Christensen signed on with a Swedish film studio after the war. And the the guy who owned the studio would he, he believed in giving the filmmakers a lot of free reign in what they were doing as opposed to you know like studios in the u.s where it would have been you know you're going to make this movie the way we want you to make this movie yeah jerks christensen hoped that hexen would convince scientists of the ability of film and cinema to
0: bring learning and knowledge to audiences that's right and then we came out with things like Blues Brothers, and hope you learn about the blues. See, they were right.
1: That's one way of looking at it.
0: Yeah, or never mind. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you keep going.
1: <laughs> one of the features of the film is the contrast between ignorance and present day knowledge, um, according to Ty Beard. Um, and oh, there's kind of s- like a weird, weird science. <laughs> I see what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> there's a scene in the second section of the movie where these two guys, um, they've robbed a grave and they, they bring the corpse back to a house or whatever. And they're getting ready to autopsy it, which of course was forbidden by the church at the time, you know, like uh, 15th century or whenever it was supposed to be, you know, so they would have been accused of witchcraft or whatever had, you know, if they'd gotten caught and that that's, that's the kind of, That's the kind of thing, you know, that that contrast between past ignorance and present day knowledge kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, that sort of thing was illegal for a long time, even into the Enlightenment, when people were trying to get corpses to cut them open to learn about the human body. But at least they might not have accused them of witchcraft. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's
1: see. Um, Christensen shot the film largely at night. As he felt filming at night, brought out the actor's dark sides. Ooh,
0: I did see that. And yeah, it made him feel more atmospheric and uh, people weren't doing it. Like, they didn't film at night. Yeah. Then.
1: Some people compare Hexen to German expressionism. But as Tybjerg pointed out, instead of making the world look nightmarish, Christensen
0: was trying to make the supernatural look normal. Oh, huh. it's interesting because... I mean, he does a good job of presenting it as, maybe it was this, maybe it was this, but man, uh, I would not want to drop acid and watch this movie.
1: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> it's It's got some freaky shit with the devil. I mean, it's you know, he's trying to present it as normal, but you see the devil hopping around and witches and all like, man. Yeah. You're about the scenes they took out and I'm like, whoo, it's probably good they took out the, the roasting baby scene. It, well, it's back in there. I started watching it again and got sidetracked. So if it's on the Criterion <laughs> Collection on HBO, uh, yeah, yeah, I will get there one sometime before Halloween. <laughs> I, I, when I told you I'm ready for this episode, I made notes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh-huh. But, but actually, that was going to be my next point, though, was the controversy. There were scenes cut out of it, uh, not in Denmark and Sweden. In, in Denmark and Sweden, it, it screened the way he had envisioned it you know, so there were no edits made. Um, although the Swedish censors, for some reason, there was this thing in Sweden at the time of the Swedish censors didn't like close-ups of actors. They felt it was too invasive or, or something. It was it was really weird. I was like, that's a really bizarre thing to complain about. You can show nipple all you want, but no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like in Germany, they had to cut some scenes out, and France, they had to cut some scenes out, and and it would vary which scenes had to get cut out. But yeah, the the the, the scene with the the baby, and it, and that and really that's not graphic, but you get
0: the idea of what they're doing.
1: Yeah, it's,
0: it's kind of, it's kind of the like one of the lines in the sand for a lot of people.
1: Yeah. But it was uh, because there was nudity, even though you didn't see anything like you would see women from the back. So you knew you knew that they were stripped down to the waist or you would see a you would see a woman walk out of a room naked from behind. But because of the shadows, you wouldn't see her butt crack, but you'd see her hip and you knew there was that she wasn't wearing any underwear. And because of that, the film was controversial because of the sexuality. Even though, again, there was porn being made at the same time. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, but this wasn't called. But if this was porn, it'd be different because it's porn, right?
1: Um, Let's see. It showed the witches' sabbath sabbath uh, torture scenes done by the church, which. Made church officials mad because
0: oh you're making the church look bad. Well, you <laughs> no. did these things. <laughs> your your ancestors made you look bad. <laughs> yeah, ancestral, whatever priest. Eh.
1: Oh, okay. I I I will take this this one back. In Denmark, it was released without edits. In Sweden, they did make him take out some of the close-ups. Ah well,
0: so not for the weird reasons just because you know heaven forbid an actor should be seen. right
1: yeah and catholics in france claimed the film the fame of the church
0: well you know what i have to say about that what as, as a as a cultural catholic uh-huh good for the film
1: <laughs> do you okay so did you want to go did you want to talk about the various sections of the film
0: okay i don't like i I'll I'll just give some more thoughts on the atmosphere as we go along, when it's important. Because I'm, I can go and we can go in order or, or whatever you'd like to do, my good sir. You you are a little more in depth on this, so. Okay, well the, um, okay. So like I said, the first section, as
1: as the 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 guy uh, Casper Tybier doing the commentary said, resembles an illustrated lecture, right? So you know you'd have an image on the screen and somebody would point out it with a pointer. The second section uh, kind of goes into, he said worldwide beliefs, but I mean, this was largely about Europe. But this is where the film goes into a more conventional film narration type of thing. You're, you've got sets, costumes, special effects. A lot of this section does uh, takes place in a what he referred to it as a witch's kitchen. Yeah,
0: I like kitchen witches. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> kitchen witches. And yeah. Make good cookies. Yeah, although Especially in this when they use the uh, lard from kids.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we're back to the scene with the baby. Um, <laughs> so in in this section, though, there's a a monk who sees an image of the devil. And that devil, and and this this particular devil shows up several times throughout the film. That was actually played by Benjamin Christensen, the director. He he had a few parts, right? Yes. Later on in one of the other sections, he actually, funny enough, makes an appearance as Christ. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. I don't think I wrote down which section that was in. So I don't remember which section of the film it was in, but it was uh, it was the, the, the mass hysteria in the convent.
0: Ah, I'm just glad Jesus could be there for those nuns, those <laughs> brides of Christ. Uh, yes. Sorry, I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. <clears throat>
1: <laughs> sections three, four, and five deal with witch hunters or, or hunting witches. Uh Tyburg said the height of the witch hysteria coincided with the little ice age. There were crop failures across Europe and and all sorts of stuff. So that you know, that may have played in some to the hysteria. I mean, you know, people were freaking out about what was going on and and it, it kind of coincided with a rise because I, I guess like a little bit earlier in history in Europe, the devil was not really paid much attention to. But when you start having this happen. And people start freaking out, and then all of a sudden, they start, you know, oh, the, the the devil must be doing this, and the devil must be doing that, because, you know, things are so bad. You Gotta blame somebody. Yeah. He also points out most witch persecutions were initiated by average citizens, but Christensen in the movie focuses on the church's role in witch hunting.
0: You know, church is powerful.
1: Yeah. This is also, I don't remember exactly if it was three, four, or five, but one of these sections has the scene of the witches flying on their brooms. Yeah. This whole sequence was a composite shot. So to get the city that the witches are flying over, they built a miniature city and put it on a turntable <laughs> and just had it going around in a circle while they filmed it. And then, oh, that's cool. yeah, yeah. And then they had gone to um, – he'd sent a film crew up into northern, northern Norway to get shots of the clouds up there because they were able to get some really ominous-looking cloud footage. And then for the actual witches, uh, from what Tybjerg said, they had 75 different actors, each shot separately – and they had to composite all of this stuff together. They actually had to build a compositor to do it because the compositors that existed before wouldn't, they, they couldn't do it with them. They, they had to build one that was actually capable of doing all of this, all of these ingredients on, you know, putting them onto the frame. Me. Yeah. Some of the monks, actually, I think he said the four the four monks, uh, be- because it does depict a witch trial of an old woman, and there are four monks interrogating her. And- Inquisition. <laughs> he Inquisition. Uh, Tybjerg said that the four monks from the witch trial also played some of the demons in the old woman's testimony. So, you know, as, as she's giving her, her testimony, and of course, she's just telling them what she thinks they want to hear so that they'll, you know, because oh well if you tell us the truth, then we'll let you go, which of course you knew they weren't gonna do. But you know, she's she's naming names and 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 telling them, oh yes, we did this and, and this is what you know, and it's shown in flashback. And yeah, some of the some of the demon characters during those flashbacks were played by the guys who played the monks in the other part of the
0: sequence. You might as well make good use of them, as long as you're not doing close-ups.
1: Uh-huh. Section six of the movie goes into.
0: Wait, which section? Six. One more time. You heard me. Six. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, That goes into uh, the hysteria. Hysteria. Uh huh. When you're near. So and that okay. So that was the section where the uh, the convent scenes were at. Because that was one of the things that showed was hysteria at a at a convent. I mean, they had one of the nuns, she goes and gets the the Eucharist out and takes a knife and stabs it. And then, you know, some of the other nuns see her and then they all just kind of break out into hideous laughter and dancing around and one of them. Takes uh goes up to the statue of of Mary and the baby Jesus and takes the baby Jesus out of the statue's hands and and goes and finds the 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 priest and she's like I I think I'm evil I think I'm the devil <laughs> you know so
0: yeah well you know evil is a hard habit to break <laughs> yeah yeah I see what you did there yeah oh golly I'm hot tonight.
1: <laughs> um so the and the last section actually goes into modern era um and that's where the conclusion is and that's where they try to make the connection between um witchcraft and a more modern definition of hysteria which i don't think you know 101 years after the movie was made i don't think this is what we would how we would define this the stuff that it talks about because it it talks about you know like sleepwalking and kleptomania and ah what was i think there was a third one it talked about and it was i you know i don't i i I think today we would have a different approach than to call all of this stuff hysteria
0: yeah i don't know i mean yeah because you can look at the Salem witch trials and, and maybe the ergot stuff that made people have a bit of hysteria. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't think that's that's why I like this movie because you can't prove it anyway. But I like them giving some some ideas and thoughts behind it as to what it could be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I going
1: going back to section six. Uh, one of the things it did there was it, it actually talked about um, like uh, folk magic practices or folk medicine and the the people especially the people doing folk medicine you know the 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 wise women of the village or or whatever and they would be the ones
0: that would wind up being accused of being witches wasn't that what witch kind of means yes and church can't be having those smart smart women no no i i remember in ray bradbury's halloween tree they would. And I know Wizard is actually kind of more like wise and stuff, but uh, Ray Barry is explaining that. Which, like wits, because they kept their wits about him. <laughs> yeah. They also had they also had Sam Hain, the God of Death. So, you know, we'll just move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. The movie was not released here in the U.S. until 1930. So, eight years after it originally came out. It was re-released in the US in 1967 with a with an actual soundtrack featuring um a, a jazz score by Jean-Luc Ponty and a commentary by William S. Burroughs. Are you gonna are you gonna tell the thing that he came up with? I am not sure what he came up with. I I do know that at, for this release it was released under the name Witchcraft through the ages. Uh what did Burroughs?
0: Well, not for this movie. I just mean in general.
1: Oh, yeah. Um shit, what book was that? The Heavy Metal Kid.
0: The heavy yeah. Heavy Metal Kid came up Yeah. With
1: the term heavy metal. Yeah. We we've mentioned Burroughs. Yeah. Um, metal. The and I, I have not watched this, but It is actually included on the Criterion Collection uh, DVD and Blu-ray. So I am going to sit down and watch it because I have it. I just have not watched it yet.
0: Actually, I I would love that because, honestly, one of the things that I haven't finished it yet is because you have to just, you have to be focused on it because you have to read. It'll give a scene and then it'll put the the, whatever's going on up there that you can read what's going on and you have to read the whole time.
1: Yeah, yeah, because it's it's a silent film. So there's you know the intertitles.
0: And I love to read, but if I watch a movie, I'd rather watch the movie. If I want to read, I'll read a book. <laughs> yeah. Although I have read the witches, the the hammer of the witches, the the malice Maleficarum kapoof, whatever the hell. Uh huh. The Malus Maleficarum. Yeah. Yeah, I've read it. It's um yeah, not great <laughs> but i guess it was a handbook for inquisitors so you know yeah when they go hunting jedi they can oh i mean witches <laughs> wrong inquisitors <Damn> it.
1: <laughs> so there was a re-release in europe um in 1941 and christensen filmed a short introduction for the re-release And in this introduction, he told the story of a Hungarian doctor whose wife was interested in witch stories. And. Which uh, stories? Which stories? That's what I'm asking. Which stories? Those.
0: No, okay. Those stories.
1: Yeah. About witches. Yes. So apparently, they, they found a recipe for a witch ointment. And she talked him into she talked her husband, the doctor, into making it for her and rubbing it onto her. And I guess, you know, she goes to sleep. And then in the middle of the night, he's woken up because she's jumping around on the bed and, you know, doing somersaults and all sorts of stuff. And when when she woke up later, she said her dreams were of flying over the city. That's cool. So, I'm kind of wondering if whatever was in this recipe, if there wasn't something that was hallucinogenic,
0: maybe. Yeah, but it's still interesting that that's what she hallucinated.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, ah, OK. And I think this is my last note. Um, Hexen was supposed to be the first of a trilogy. The Saint and the Spirits would have been the, the other two movies, but Christensen never got around to making them.
0: I saw it's supposed to be a trilogy, but I didn't know what the others were supposed to be. That's neat. Yeah, but yeah, that's uh, that's all I've got on it. And it took up pretty much what I had. I mean, it was okay. expensive. Yeah, up up to that point, the most expensive film produced in a Scandinavian country. Yeah, but between that and mentioning that uh, the emulsion of the film, because you know it was Scandinavian, a lot of them had blue eyes. It fucked yes. up the blue in their eyes that so didn't register, so it gives them this weird unnatural appearance, which fits super well. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's just a. it's Halloween time. It's it's kind of wicked awesome to, to watch, and it's it's a little creepy without being scary. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre and yeah, like a like a weird acid trip sometimes. <laughs> a little bit, yeah but you do have to pay attention. I would love to hear the the one with Burroughs reading because it it just be a little more interesting, but it's, I liked it. Yeah. I mean, I have watched it before. I know I haven't finished it this year, but I've watched it two or three times before in the past. Yeah, I think this was like the third time I watched it. Um, yeah, more likely my third two. I say two or three. I would, yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah.
0: Cool. cool. Well, I've, I've got nothing to add.
1: I I don't either except that I'm not quite done with Slasher, so I'm not ready to go open my other beer yet. <laughs> well,
0: that's okay, because I, uh, I have a black shuck here who, who needs to go outside and potty, so that'll give you a chance to finish it between episodes. <laughs> yeah. well, and then we can talk for a few minutes when I get back, too. Okay. Yeah, That's that's your hint as to what other <laughs> thing we're recording tonight. <laughs> I I already knew. You did, but nah, I liked I like to give these to our six listeners. <laughs> seven. Ooh, we're up to seven? Oh, Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> Great. We needed another listener, so Jody had to marry one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked, didn't it? <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, well, we'll let you go. So any before anybody gets more hacks that on their hamburger. Hexen. Hexen. <laughs> yeah yeah welcome to spooky season more spooky things you should give us a spooky review and spooky share us and spooky follow us wait no don't spooky follow us (laughs) trying to wrap my head around that just just follow us on social media (laughs) there you go yeah uh, sounds good if you're good Mm -hmm. i just took a break i'm i finished my beer already spooky james (laughs) I'm
1: still trying to finish my beer, Spooky Jody. (laughs) And we'll spookily
0: drink at you later. Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. Hello. Hello. Uh What'd you get for trying to be funny? You hurt your throat. I don't have to try. <laughs> I am funny. You're always, you're always funny. Funny looking.
1: <laughs> I resemble that remark.
0: Oh, damn, there it goes. I had the burp. <laughs> it sounded painful. Yeah, it's fine. There's it also David Tennant saying a alonzi so you yeah.
1: know. Okay. Look at something here. That was the zipper on my cooler, not zipper on my pants.
0: Thank God. Oh, I didn't hear a big thump after either, so I assumed it wasn't your pants.
1: Um. Actually, I probably need to work off stuff as I read it because I'm kind of skipping around here.
0: Skipping uh, around. Doo, doo, doo. Did
1: that. Did, that, did that, that, that. That that Talked about that. That.
0: Box of naked lady teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I. All right. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.